as we got into November, we're you know getting into five months in, and we've got nothing. We're almost done our line of credit. Like we did not realize how uh, you get into real estate and expenses just come flying at you in all different directions. And I couldn't, we couldn't believe how much it costs to be a real estate agent, and especially two of us at the same time. Probably wasn't the best idea for both of us to quit our corporate jobs and get into it, but you know I think it was the best idea because it made us work that much harder and kind of think outside the box. And you know if I look at everybody around me that is successful in their life or in their careers it's because they have at one point you know taken a leap of faith hello and welcome to the agent podcast with your host that's me raymond Sholseth. let's dive in Hey guys, welcome back to the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my buddy Chris Dinell out of British Columbia, Canada. Chris, thanks for being here today. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for uh, having me, Raymond. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, man. It's my, my pleasure, my privilege. Chris, how'd you get into real estate? Well, I got into it about back in 2017. Uh, my wife had got into real estate because her sister was starting a team, but probably about 45 minutes away from where we lived. So she was driving out to uh, a city called Langley to uh, work with her sister. And you know, they were getting quite busy. This was 2017, where the market was just going absolutely bananas here in the uh, greater Vancouver area. We were seeing consistent multiple offers on everything. So it, they were quite busy very quickly in the, both of their careers as they started. So um, I, at the time, was working uh, for a company called Mars Commercial, which was uh, a division of a uh, very successful store here in um, Canada called Marks, which they sell uniforms for men and women who are out in the workforce. So our job was to um, create uh, safety programs and safety boot programs and clothing programs for companies. So that's kind of what I was doing. And I was quite successful. I was uh, number two in my company all across Canada for sales. Uh, but, you know, I just did not have a passion for it. And I just wasn't happy every every morning when I got up to go to work. So when my wife and her sister were getting busy, I, they had said, well, why don't you become our assistant? So um, I was being an assistant to my wife and her sister. This is trouble. So I said, yeah, yeah. let's do it. So You're still alive um, and breathing. I, Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, most men would have said, no, that's not for me. But uh, I quit my corporate job, which I was you know, making six figures. I was doing really good, um, but I just wasn't happy. And my wife was previously working for a marketing company selling advertising. Okay. Uh, and she was w- mostly working with realtors, ironically. So she got a good idea of how realtors market. And um, when she, so she quit her corporate job, which was another good paying job. And she got into it with her sister. And then, you know, and here I am now working as her assistant as I'm doing my course, getting ready. Um, and then boom, we got, um, I took my course, graduated. Next month, my wife and I got married. Uh, we flew to Mexico for a honeymoon and we're sitting in the pool in Mexico and we were talking amongst ourselves and we're saying, why are we driving an hour away to work in real estate when we have this huge network of people in our own backyard? And it'd be, wouldn't it be a lot easier just to drive down the street to open up a door than drive an hour? Uh, so we decided when we got back that we were going to do our own thing. And we started uh, what we're calling now the Danelle Real Estate Group, which is a group out of Remax uh, West Coast here in beautiful Richmond, British Columbia. And uh, that was four years ago. And now we're uh, we're growing our team. We've just brought on a new buyer's agent, and we have actually our son working as our full time assistant now. So it's been it's been quite the journey. So how big is your team total right now in people? Uh, four people. So my wife and I, uh, Tiffany, and then we have my son, Scott, who's our assistant. And actually we have, uh, actually you can see behind me there, I have um, 
you see our names on there. We actually oh, have yeah. our, our, our dog, Abby. She's our mascot. So she's uh, she's part of the team as well. She's a French that. bulldog. So how can you not have her as a mascot? Yeah, I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> your background is primarily in sales. And so was Angela's, your wife. That's right. right. Yep. So was that an easy transition coming into real estate to work with people? Like, do you think that that framework of having a sales background was super supportive to your success today? Um, I think so. You know, I think any job that we previously had, like I've had, you know, this is my, I think my fourth career, right? Before I was in doing sales for, for Mark's commercial, I was actually, I had a trucking company. So I was contracting uh, to Ikea and doing all the Ikea deliveries. Um, and that put me in so many different buildings in and around my area. So now when I go to listing appointments, I know all these buildings, I know, you know, it's funny. I would never, you never think that delivering furniture was going to help me in, in my real estate career, but it has, it's uh seems like every job has, somewhat paid the way for me, me and us to get to where we are now. Well, it's funny, right? Cause Steve jobs has uh, this quote. I think it says you can always connect the dots looking back, but you can never connect the dots looking forward. Right. 100%, so in this case, yeah. that's, you know, that, that path that was created for you. Like you, know, you had no idea what was happening. You know? No idea. No idea. And when I was in my, my early twenties, I was doing nightclub, uh, parties, you know, and events. And, you know, that helped me with negotiating, you know, right off the bat, I was 19 years old negotiating contracts with musicians and, and DJs and, and nightclubs, you know, at, you know, 19, 20 years old, right. So uh, all of that paved the way to to where we're at now. And, but it wasn't easy, right? It, uh, you, you jump into real estate, you, you think it's going to be great, you're going to put that realtor hat on and you make a post on Facebook, hey, I'm a realtor and just watch the phone start yeah. ringing. And yeah. uh, didn't ring. <laughs> okay, so tell me two things: how you got your first listing and how your listing went. Your first listing well, went. First listing is is a good one. Um, so yeah, we got into real estate. We're, now we're out. My wife and I were doing it ourselves. Uh, we had just bought a first home together, and it was beginning at 2016. So now this is. 2017. We're we're getting into October, November. We're three months four months in as a team, just the two of us. And we have nothing. We got no prospects. We got nothing. We actually uh, took out a line of credit on our home so that we could, uh, you know, we knew we weren't going to make much money at first, but we, we figured we probably wouldn't make any money for the first three months. Uh, and now we got into four months and we still have nothing. Um, I had one active client I was working with. It was a, a friend of mine that was actually ironically on my dart team who was going through a divorce at the time and, and need, needed a place quickly. So I said, I can help you. Let me help you get out of that situation. So he was actually my first client, but we had no listings. And as we got into November, we're you know getting into five months in and we've got nothing. We're almost done our line of credit. Like we did not realize how uh, you get into real estate and expenses just come flying at you in all different directions. And I couldn't, we couldn't believe how much it costs to be a real estate agent. And especially two of us at the same time, um, probably wasn't the best idea for both of us to quit our corporate jobs and get into it. But, you know, I think it was the best idea because it made us work that much harder and kind of think outside the box. Um, so our first listing was actually our own townhome that we had just bought 18 months previous. Uh, we made a decision. It was either sell our townhome and live off the money that we that we made off the townhome or go get jobs and that was our, that was a decision that we had to make so we thought about it for two days my wife did not want to sell our townhome because we worked so hard to get it then we we had a discussion 48 hours later and 
you know, I said, we can always get another home, we can always buy another property, you know, and my wife actually agreed and she said, yeah, let's sell it. So this was 2017, right as the market was starting to cool down. So we listed our town home, had multiple offers and made $80,000 on it in a year and a half, which was great. Great stepping stone to help us have some money so that we could actually, uh, you know, get this career off the ground. And then ironically, because of that first listing, we had a, sale, a, a phone call from the sign, which got us our first actual real listing down the street at another complex. And that just, and that just started at boom, it's go time. So you got thrown into the deep end of entrepreneurship, man. Like the stuff that you're talking about is, hey, it's either sink or swim. How do I stay afloat while I'm trying to swim back to shore and figure it out, right? Like you guys had to make that bold decision of, it's not a choice. We're committed to this business. It's a matter of how. So let's sacrifice our home today for profit tomorrow. How, how did you guys come to that? How did you work through that? Was it natural? Was it an organic decision? I don't know. Like I'm looking for, I'd love some context on all of that, right? Because the majority of people would throw this opportunity out the window versus sacrificing their home for, you know, profit later. So Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, it wasn't a tough decision in my eyes because I've always been a risk taker. And, you know, if I look at everybody around me that is successful in their life or in their careers is because they have at one point, you know, taken a leap of faith. Uh, I know Steve Harvey says, um, if you want to fly, you got to jump, right? Yeah. If you don't jump, you can't fly. So that's what we had to take that risk. And I remember I had a friend of mine who was living next door to me uh, at the time. And he was, he was t telling me that, what are you doing? Why are you selling it? No, this is not a good idea. And tr trying to tell me everything to not get me to sell my home and, and not tell me to take that risk because I think people are so stuck in the safe bubble these days, right? Where as we grow up through school, we're taught to be a certain way. We're taught to have the home. We're taught to have this. We're not taught to take risks because taking a risk is scary. Damn right it is, but I love, I love living on the edge. So, so we did it. And, uh, you know, it was the best thing, best thing ever. You know, we're, this is our fourth year together now as, as a team and that will be hitting five next, next summer. And we're on pace to do over 50, 50 transactions this year, which was great. Oh, man, so, that's amazing. Congratulations. 50 transactions. It's a nice book. It is. It's an, it's been a nice book. Yeah. It's been good. And, you know, we're hoping uh, in, in the next couple more years, we can get that over a hundred as we go, but uh, it's been, it's been amazing. We've met so many great people along the way. The, the journey is, is just getting started in our eyes, right? We have so, so much more to do and so much more to conquer. And, um, but it's just been absolutely amazing. So is Angela on board with the risk? How does she feel oh, absolutely. That? Yeah, no, she, she grew up in a, uh, actually she's more risk taker than I was possibly, you know, my, my, as I grew up with my family, my mom was, you know, get that, that union job and get your benefits kind of mentality, right? That's how I was raised. And, and she came, her dad raised her and was a, was a big entrepreneur and, and taught her to take risks. And I, you know, I, if I, I probably, if I wasn't with her, I probably wouldn't have taken the risk to be honest. That's awesome. Great team. Seriously. That's amazing. Yeah, we, that's why I think works. it works for us because, you know, I'm good at things that she's not good at and she's good at things I'm not good at. So together right. we, we make a, uh, a solid dynamite team. I love that. And plus you have Abby, right? So Abby. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
So normally I would ask, hey, what are three things you wish you knew or somebody would have told you coming into the real estate business? But I want to ask you a different question. I want to ask you, what are the three biggest things you've learned being in the real estate business the last three, four years? Uh, Number one would be that you need patience, patience, patience. Um, you know, we all get in, we all want that quick fix, right. With anything in life, but it was, it was having patience with us. I, I knew it would work. We just needed the patience to get there. And so that would be number one would be patience. You know, if you get into real estate, just take your time. It's not going to happen overnight. Say so, hey, sometimes it does for people, but typically it's going to take you a year to two years to really get that ball rolling. And that's exactly what happened with us. So have patience. Um, number two would be conversations. I didn't realize that you actually need to have conversations about real estate to sell real estate. So, you know, I, like I said before, I thought it would just you know, post it on Facebook and people will start calling me, but that's not happening. You got to make the calls, get out there and network to be able to have those conversations so that they can result in transactions. And then uh, number three is have fun. Yeah, I, you got to have fun doing this. You know, I wake up every single morning out of bed and I'm excited to do what I do. And uh, you have to have fun doing it or it's just not worth doing. What is the number one lead generation strategy that works for you guys that where you have found success for us? Well, we actually, uh, we have three that work and they're all around 30% each. So they're all about the same. Okay. Uh, Number one is our sphere of influence. So who do you, who are your friends and family? Right. We have a big, pretty big sphere of influence. So, you know, we connect with them on the regular, making sure that, you know, we're, we're meeting with people consistently week in and week out so that we can help build our business. Number two, networking. So I'm part of a uh, networking group. I'm sure, you know, B, the uh, BNI. and yep. uh, So I'm part of BNI Driven Dragons out here in Richmond. And that has been a huge, like huge success for us. It's like having, you know, 28 sales reps running around the streets of Richmond here you know, helping us get clients. And not only is it great that they're helping get us clients. Now I have a great network of people I can refer to my book of business that we get asked all the time. Who, who's a good lawyer? Do you have, who's a painter? Uh, do you have a mortgage broker? You know, now I have this group that has to meet with me every Friday morning and look at me. So they're going to do a good job. So we got that network. And then number three is uh, social media. We're huge on uh, so, uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. And we've really created a sense of community here in our city with the videos that we've been putting out. We do a lot of video. Uh, it gets people to get to know who we are. And it took, I bring it back to patience. It took us two years for us to start getting calls from those videos, but now they're, you know, it's 30% of our business now. You know, we're, I think we're on pace to do just over 600,000 in, in commission this year with our group. And I would say 200 of that that came from is coming from social media because of our video and stuff. Are you guys running Facebook ads or Instagram ads? Uh, we are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So last year I spent uh, every dollar I spent on Facebook uh, marketing. I, we made $25. So you put a dollar in, you get 25 back. Yep. I did. I think I spent just over 6,000. I made, it was just over 130. I can't remember the exact numbers, but I have it all written on my spreadsheet. So I'm a numbers guy. So I spreadsheet everything. (laughs) 
That's an incredible return on ad spend. Yeah, it was really good. That's and that's, amazing. like I said, video, video, video. Uh, when we first got into real estate as well, we, um, we, we, we hired a coach. We did, we did coaching for the first year and it was probably the best, you know, $12,000 we spent that we did not have at the time because, it, you know, we were putting out too many fishing lines at first, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that, we're doing this. And we, it was kind of nice to kind of, we brought back and say, okay, what's working for you? What can work for you? And that's what you got to focus on. And is that how you ended up focusing on video? Exactly. Yep. I, I always knew video would do good, right? Like everything, you know, I was a big Gary V guy. I follow oh, yeah. Gary V, you know, Tom Ferry. Um, you know, they're all, they're all saying video, video, video. And if you look at anybody like now, you know, now being successful, it's because of video. Yeah. People want to meet the person behind yeah. the, behind the curtain, so to speak. Yeah, right? like, exactly. So yeah, what we did is we just created um, local community videos. We were interviewing local businesses. Uh, we were talking about events going on in, in Richmond, um, you know, fundraising campaigns that people were doing. We we're making videos about it, whatever we can do to help bring awareness to the community. Uh, we were creating a video on it and then we were, you know, boosting it, posting it. You know, now I, I, typically spend anywhere from 50 to hundred dollars per video that we, and we do one or two a week that we end up spending money on to get it around the city. And now we're getting over 10,000 views on those videos. So how are you doing the video? Are you just saying, Hey, here's my iPhone. I'm going to go ahead and no. shoot this and we're done. Or you have a camera crew that's following you like Gary V or what's happening? <laughs> no, I'm not that big time yet. Hopefully. Uh, so I ended up, you know, bought a camera. I, I bought microphones, you know, you can get all this stuff really cheap on Amazon. I probably spent, you know, under a thousand dollars on equipment. I even got, you know, the green screen at home if I need. And I was, I was making all these videos myself. I was editing them on uh, iMovie and they're absolutely terrible at first. I look back now and go, my God, how did I release that? Um, but you had to do, you had to do something, right? You had to get it out there. Uh, so last year, actually the be uh, beginning of uh, COVID, you know, we're locked down here, uh, here in Vancouver. So we, for two months, we did nothing. And uh, I had a guy reach out to me on Instagram asking, he was a local editor, social media guy. And he asked me if he could edit my videos for free for a month. I said, absolutely. Yeah, free is for me. So uh, I, saw, I saw what he was doing and I obviously thought he did a good job. So I said, yeah, okay, for sure. So he, I would film the videos and I would send it to him and he would edit them. And I was blown away by how much better the videos became and looked and how much more the views, I was sort of getting way more views now because they actually look good. Um, people actually want to watch them. Uh, and then I, so I ended up signing up with them and I've been working with him ever since now. So uh, I'm going to give him a plug. Trent Stonehouse from Verse Look, you're the man. <laughs> he's, he's quite, he's quite amazing. And if anybody wanted to reach out to him, I can definitely hook him up there. He's, he's working primarily with realtors and mortgage brokers now. And he's just absolutely amazing. So nice job, Trent. Keep it up, man. <laughs> What gets you up in the morning, Chris? Why do you do what you do? Uh, well, I got four kids and a wife and a dog. Uh, my family is, is number one. Absolutely my family. You know, I, I want to leave. Uh, I want to create something special that, you know, we can leave some type of generational wealth to them at one point um, and just create a fun environment for, you know, for our family and our team to, uh, to have each day. Awesome. I love it. What's the one thing that you could share that you would consider like paying it forward? You know, like if you just pull this one thing out of our conversation, what is that one thing you want to tell other agents or lenders or people, you know, other real estate professionals in the business? What is one thing you could share with them? 
uh, don't give up. Keep, keep going. There's so many times that we, when at the beginning of our real estate journey, that I want, you know, I wanted to give up or I didn't think it was going to work, but never give up. Just keep, keep going. Uh, if you put the work in, it's a numbers game, right? You, you do the conversations, you do the appointments, you do the lead gen, you do the marketing, you do the networking. You, 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 there's no way you cannot fail. Just be patient. Don't give up. How did you push your mindset through all of this? Like, where did you find the determination, the patience, the perseverance to not give up and keep going? You know, I was, I was told from the get go, I wasn't going to be successful. Right. So I always had, I should have said this earlier, but like I never graduated high school and my wife never graduated high school. We were both people that we weren't, and we had kids as teenagers. We weren't supposed to, you know, be successful because of how our, our lives went at a young age. Um, so, you know, I've always just wanted to tell, you know, show people up, right. All those teachers that said I wasn't going to make it. It's funny. Actually, I was standing in line at save on or a grocery store here. And this is right during the beginning of the pandemic where they're only allowing so many people in the stores at once. And, uh, one of my old teachers came walking up and, uh, what they walked, my wife got out of the car cause I had to go park. So she went in line and then a teacher walked by me as, and I waved at him. And he was stand, standing in line behind my wife. He's got no idea it's my wife. And he goes, uh, yeah, that was Kristen. Now he used to be a little shit back in the day, but he's actually, this looks like he's turned his life around. And my wife turned around and said, uh, excuse me, that's my husband. <laughs> what <do> you <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I had, uh, yeah, it, it was a pretty, my wife tell me, told me after that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's like the best silent F you that you could give that guy. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was pretty good. So <laughs> yeah. every morning I, I'd wake up and, you know, have this, I read the miracle morning. I'm sure you've, if you've, oh, yeah. if you've By, read that. Uh, Al Elrod. Yeah. Really good book. Um, and so I've really tried to create this, this morning ritual where I'll get up and, you know, I'll, I'll write out my, my affirmations, my goals, my 10 year goals. And I've been doing that for every day, almost every day for five, for four years. And I remember when I started doing that, uh, four years ago, it was helping me just get my mindset ready to go in the morning. And then I'd go and do my read 10 pages a day. Uh, do my workout in the morning, uh, get, you know, just get that energy and that, that, that ball going. And, um, that was probably the number one thing. And that kept me going, kept me going. Cause it, when you write out your goals every morning, how does that not excite you? Right? It's funny. I remember telling a friend of mine that I was doing that. He's like, can't you just write them down once? And then that's it. Like, yeah, but I wrote, wrote them down once. I'd forget. It's not right? the same. Yeah. Not, it's the, not same. the same. Right. And, uh, you know, we, I had, uh, four years ago, I started writing out, I want to make half a million dollars in commission. And I wrote that out 10 times every day. And this year we, we, we went over that for the first time. So, you know, would, that was my mindset right there. So it's interesting because you talk about patience, right? And like, I know from my personal growth over, I'll be 47 this year, my 47 years that, learning to allow yourself to take these baby steps and make these little things like you said right you didn't just wake up one day after reading a miracle morning and be like boom i got this right it was a process <laughs> you would write your goals and then you would write your goals and then you wouldn't and then you would and then you would work out and then you would read and then you wouldn't right it's it's this process of allowing yourself to I don't know, you could use two words, right? Discover or uncover 
this thing that's going to help propel you and push you to that next level. And, you know, like I love talking and working with successful people on how they got there, right? Because if we can do something for somebody and help them collapse time so that they can get there faster and take it seriously, because that's what I see a lot um, throughout all of my businesses is that people just don't take things seriously when it comes to, hey, just do these really simple things consistently all the time and you'll start seeing traction over time. 100. And it's funny how exactly, I love it how you said that. And that's exactly what it is. Keep doing those same things over and over and over. You will be successful. And that's that. what it's been for us. It's just been, it's been a grind. It's been, it's been absolutely super, super fun. Um, and uh, it's funny, even the other night we had to negotiate two crazy deals and it got to like 1030 at night. And uh, now it's bedtime because I try to wake up quite early in the morning. So I'm trying to get up between five and 6 a.m. every morning, right? In, in bed before 10. And I laid there till 3.30 in the morning because my adrenaline, I, I still don't, I stop, I still get excited every deal. You know what I mean? Like, and my heart's just pump, 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 pump. And I just could not fall asleep because the adrenaline was going. So I was like, I just won the Stanley Cup there. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> it was, I, I still got that after every deal, right? So, Against the Blackhawks. <laughs> it, well, hopefully one, well, they can't because they're in different, same, same conference, but uh, Raymond, they, they will beat them again soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Chris, this has been awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks for sharing with us. And uh, you know, we'll do this again soon. Hey, absolutely. No, thank you, Raymond. And, uh, you know, I've uh, been listening to your podcast here. I think it's amazing. Uh, and congratulations on getting it, uh, getting it off the ground and going. And you've had some great guests. So I'm just uh, glad to be a part of it. So I really appreciate it. I appreciate that. Hey, before you leave, where can these guys find you if somebody wants to get in touch or have a conversation? Yeah, uh, you can get a hold of us. Uh, well, uh, I'm on Facebook, Chris Dinell, D-I-N-N-E-L-L. Uh, our Facebook page, if you want to check out our community video uh, videos, is Dinell Real Estate Group. Uh, and you can find us also on Instagram at Danelle Real Estate Group and YouTube, Danelle Real Estate Group. Uh, we got lots of fun, interactive videos. And if anybody needs help with, you know, getting ideas or any anything to do with um, with video or needs somebody to edit, reach out to me. I'm happy to uh, to tell you my secrets and uh, and tell you, you know, what we do to be successful. Chris, thanks for sharing. Thanks for paying it forward, bud. No problem. Thank you, Raymond. Have an amazing day. You too. Take care. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>